Revelation chapter 19, verse 11. And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on it is called Faithful and True. And in righteousness he judges and wages war. The apostle is witness to a truly astounding event. Heaven opens. When this occurs, a white horse, defining victory, comes into view. This is to draw a stark contrast to the false image seen previously in chapter 6. That false vision was Antichrist. What John sees now is Christ. The names faithful and true have been given the Messiah, testifying to the truth he gave to us in anticipation of this climactic event. This climax is but the beginning. The Antichrist was a conqueror. Jesus is the righteous judge. And he is bringing war upon the enemy. His eyes are a flame of fire, and on his head are many diadems. And he has a name written on him, which no one knows except himself. The deceiver in chapter 6 had a crown. The lamb has many diadems. The eyes of Christ have the ability to see everything, enabling his righteous judgment. The attributes revealed are his omniscience and omnipotence. Paul, in his letter to the church at Philippi, wrote in Philippians 2, beginning in verse 9, For this reason also God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow, of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Continuing in verse 13, he is clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. The blood here is that of his enemies. Christ has come to wage war. The Word of God is that which spoke the universe into being. Here, this word speaks of the destruction of his adversary and anyone who would side with him. 
and the armies which are in heaven, clothed in white linen, white and clean, were following him on white horses. Picture the scene described in Second Kings chapter 6, verse 17. Then Elisha prayed and said, O Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. The Lord of heaven's armies has brought to bear his host, riding the white horses of victory, clothed in the righteous acts of the saints. From his mouth comes a sharp sword, so that with it he may strike down the nations, and he will rule them with a rod of iron, and he treads the winepress of the fierce wrath of God the Almighty. The Word of God, mentioned earlier in verse 13, is revealed as a sharp sword. The Greek word used by John is the same as the physician used in Luke chapter 2, verses 34 and 35. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rise of many in Israel and for a sign to be opposed, and a sword will pierce even your own soul to the end that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. You may recognize the passage from the temple when the infant Jesus was brought for dedication and immediately recognized by the prophet Simeon and the prophetess Anna as Messiah. The prophecy of Psalm chapter 2 verses 8 and 9 comes to mind. Ask of me and I will surely give the nations as your inheritance and the very ends of the earth as your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron, you shall shatter them like earthenware. The prophet Isaiah, in Isaiah 63.3, foretold the winepress. I have trodden the wine trough alone, and from the peoples there was no man with me. I also trod them in my anger, and trampled them in my wrath, and their lifeblood is sprinkled on my garments, and I stained all my raiment. Continuing in verse 16, And on his robe and on his thigh he has a name written, King of kings and Lord 
of the Lord's. So far, John's narrative has focused on thoroughly describing Christ, arriving with all the authority, power, and glory needed to establish his kingdom on earth. From here, the focus is on the warfare he brings to vanquish the kings of the earth, the Antichrist, and the false prophet. The Messiah is about to eliminate all opposition to his reign. Continuing in verse 17. Then I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried out with a loud voice, saying to all the birds which fly in mid-heaven, Come, assemble for the great supper of God, so that you may eat the flesh of kings and the flesh of commanders and the flesh of mighty men and the flesh of horses and of those who sit on them and the flesh of all men, both free men and slaves and small and great. Foolishly, the opposition arrays, thinking they have a chance in open warfare. And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies assembled to make war against him who sat on the horse and against his army. The result is predictable. And the beast was seized, and with him the false prophet who performed the signs in his presence, by which he deceived those who had received the mark of the beast, and those who worshipped his image. These two were thrown alive into the lake of fire, which burns with brimstone. And the rest were killed with the sword which came from the mouth of him who sat on the horse. And all the birds were filled with their flesh. Phase one of the defeat of the armies of the, of the enemies of the Messiah is the elimination of their command and control. Wasting no time, the Savior summarily arrest the Antichrist and his propaganda minister, throwing them into a burning lake of brimstone. Jesus himself foretold the participation of the birds in Matthew twenty-four twenty-eight. Wherever the corpse is, there the vultures will gather. And in Luke Chapter 17, verse 37. And answering, they said to him, Where, Lord? And he said to them, Where the body is, there also the vultures will be gathered. Once the battlefield has been cleared of the enemy combatants, Christ takes complete command. 
Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of the prophecy and heed the things which are written in it, for the time is near.